0: In this sanctuary, touch those right now, Lord, that need to be touched. Touch those, Lord, that think they don't need to be touched. Think they got it made in the shade. Touch them anyway, Lord. Let them know that you are in control, Lord. Lord, we just want to thank you. We know you're going to move in a mighty way, Lord, this week. Not only this week, not only this day, but each and every day in our lives. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for your word, especially the word that you advise us and that, that, that we should not too much speak highly of ourselves, that we should not be. For, Lord, you have given each man the measure of faith, and we thank you for that measure of faith. Because this heavenly Father, without faith, it is impossible to please you. Without faith, Lord, we cannot have healing. Without faith, Lord, we cannot move mountains. Without faith, Lord, we couldn't even have eternal life. But, Lord, we thank you for that measure of faith that you have given to each man, each woman, each child that we may be able to please you. And, Lord, pleasing you is the most important thing in our life. Now, Heavenly Father, we move on to our country. Lord, we pray for our leaders. We pray for our president and his cabinet, Lord. But, Lord, we know that you are in control. We know that you are a sovereign God. You know that you are in control, Lord, that everything is in your hands. And Lord, we wait patiently for you to move in a mighty way. Now, Lord, we ask that you come right here in this city of Jackson, Lord. We pray about our infrastructure that's going on, Lord. We know that you are the provider. That you will provide the resources that we need, Lord, in order to correct our infrastructure, Lord. We know that you are in a mighty way. We believe in you in faith, now, Lord, that you're going to provide the resources. You're going to send the right people. You're going to give us the right connection, Lord. We have faith right now in you, Lord. So, that we just ask that we are able to hold on. Hold on. And just wait on you, Lord. We look for you to the mountain which comes our help. And, Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. Now, Lord, we pray for our children. We pray for those that need you. We all need you, Lord. We need you in a mighty way. We pray for all those, Lord, that think that there's no hope, but we know that you are the God of hope. We pray to Heavenly Father that we are able to recognize when you put somebody or someone or something before us that need to know about you, that we be able to stand boldly and preach the gospel of salvation. Not keep it to ourselves, but share it, Lord. When the time comes, we ask that you give us the vision. Give us the know-how. Give us the words to speak, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. We pray right now, Lord, for our, our pastor. We pray for his family. We pray that, Lord, we thank you most of all that you have given a man of God and the vision that you have given him, Lord. We pray that you help him to move in a mighty way. And we ask these many blessings right now In your son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. We thank our participants for the devotional. I do have one announcement I probably need to go ahead and make. Um, Fifth graders, the children's church is open today, so if there are those in here, you can... And I believe that's five through fifth grade. So if you have a youngster with you, they may go to the children's church. It is open. Leave our deacons in charge of devotion today, brother deacons. You got it.
2: Good morning, Kay Chapel, good morning alright it's a blessed day to be in the house of the Lord Our scripture reading this morning is coming from Philippians third chapter 13 through the 15th verse please stand in its reading brethren I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark, for the prize of the high calling of God is Jesus Christ. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if in in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal this unto you. May God give a blessing to the readers, to hearers, and doers of his holy word. Good morning, church.
3: I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou wilt draw thyself from me, oh, where shall I go? Our fathers, we come this morning. We come, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We come, O oh Lord, thanking you for one more day. We thank your love for watching over us last night while we slum and slept, not knowing what we were, but you allowed your angel to guide our bedside. We didn't know what we were, but this morning you touched it with a finger, our divine love, and we were enclosed in our right mind. And we had the use and activity of all of our limbs. That's a blessing. We thank you for it. Oh, Father, we just thank you that was food on the table, shelter over our head, and rain was on our back. And look out, Lord, you gave us an automobile to come to the house of worship. We pray, oh God, for those who are sick and shed in. Have mercy upon those who are in the nursing home. Have mercy upon those who are hospitalized. And have mercy upon those who know you not in the part of their sin. Oh Father, we pray that you touch them in a special way. That they may hide your Word in their hearts. That they might not sin against thee. O oh, Father, we come and look unto you. Look unto the hills in which come to our help. All of our help come from you. Because you made the heaven and earth. We ask, oh God, you bless us individually and collectively. We pray, oh God, you show us a way where we tend to be lost. We pray, oh God, you give us that love that runs from heart to heart. We pray, oh God, that we'll be a leaning pole. One won't be able to fall for the other. We pray, oh God, there'll be a word from the pulpit today, from the word on high, saying, that, sinner that are lost, what should I do that I might be saved? Oh, Lord, we lift you up and we magnify your name because you're worthy of all praise. We gave you the honor and we gave you the glory. We can do nothing. With you, we can do all things, but without you, we can do nothing. We pray to those Father who have come a long ways, who are traveling far near to the part of this church. We pray, oh, God, you be with them and give them chair and grace. And we pray, oh, God, now that you be with us individually and be with us wherever we go and where we stay but most of all we pray all day for your holy spirit we pray that your holy spirit will be in this church where somebody who know you not will come saying what should i do that i might be saved and when we have gone the last mile of the way we can come this way we got to go in somewhere we just thank you for jesus who went on yonder's cross that he died for our sin and oh father he died and buried in the borrowed tomb. but on the third day he rode with all power heaven and earth we thank you for it when we must stick our swords in the sand time, we can no longer be here. We got to go in somewhere. Where so, God, will you meet us there? Well, you say, Come on in, my good and faithful brother? You have been a ruler there with a few things. But here, my brother and my sister, I will make you ruler a minute. Welcome home. We ask this in all other blessings. In Jesus' name, we pray, Amen. Amen. Our
4: responsive reading.
3: May we read it together? You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. May we say it once again, please. You are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. May the Lord have a blessing.
4: morning church.
1: Uh, our congregation of hymn comes from hymn 474, Leave me guide me. outside we're going to just pause for a moment and allow them to come on in ushers get them in we thank our deacons for leading us in our devotion of service don't you think they did a wonderful job as usual so we thank god for them and we want them to know that we are always by their side. Amen. This time now, we're gonna pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. We're gonna ask that you prepare to give now as you have been so blessed. This is our benevolent offering, and you will get a selection from the choir. The usher will provide services for you, and we ask that you again to give as you have been so blessed.
5: worthy church of all the praise that each and every one of us can give let us pray father God we thank you now Lord thank you for being the King of Kings and for being the Lord of Lords and Lord God we thank you for blessing us to have a mind to serve you knowing that you are worthy of the praise father we thank you now for blessing us to be in church one more time. For we know that you didn't have to do it, but you blessed us anyhow. And we said, thank you, Lord. Thank you now for every member, every auxiliary, and we ask that you will bless in each and every way, that nothing that we do will be in vain, that it will all be to your glory. Thank you, Lord, now for this offering which has been given. And Father, we ask that you will bless us not just to give our money, but that we will give of ourselves to you and your program. Bless us now, Lord. And we ask that you will do it in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.
1: to say hallelujah. (laughs) We're in the midst of a good time. We thank the choir and thank those of you who gave and we thank the prayer from the pulpit and we just thank God for a wonderful time. Amen. This time we want to share a few announcements with you. The family of Deaconess Linda Wilson needs your prayers in support of the home going of her mother. We ask you to please pray for that family. We thank I ask that you also, Brother Mike, our sound man in the back back there, lost a father and was put to rest, and he's back at work, so we ask you to please pray for him as well. I understand that Mrs. Emma Huddleston also passed on yesterday, and we ask that you please pray for that family. Our own family needs your prayers, so just pray one for another, amen. We also ask that you pray for our own Sister Carter. Sister Carter, I understand, lost a brother and we ask that you please pray for him as well, pray for her as well, and pray for the family, amen. You also have a thank you note here. It says, how very nice of you. I just want to thank my church family for supporting me in my senior year of high school. I really appreciate it. I thank you all for supporting me the 12 years of school, and I look forward you all to keep supporting me as I go to college this come from our progression Fisher. we thank god for her and we need to just encourage all of our children because they need to go to school if they don't go to school they're already in trouble amen so we ask you to continue to pray for them uh, as um, as they move to a higher level this time now we're going to get some additional announcement from the media media
6: Chapel. I am Shannon Winston and here is your morning news. New Vision Corndo will offer free self-defense classes for the women and college-aged ladies of K-Chapel. Four one-hour classes will start here on July 14th from 10 to 11 a.m. Please contact Doral Sanders or John Johnson at the number shown on your screen for additional information. The K-Chapel Youth Department and our Miss K-Chapel, also Miss Jackson District, are asking for your prayers and financial support for Miss Adrena Crosby as she buys for the title of Miss GMB State. The pageant will be held on july eighteenth. Adrena is currently hosting a snack shop each Sunday between five and seven PM at St. Luther MB Church during the choir rehearsals. Please support her through a monetary donation or purchasing snacks from her Royal Snack Shop. Thank you in advance for your continued support of our Cave Chapel Youth Department at Miss K Chapel. Pastor Buckley will be in revival with Greater New Jerusalem off Ramon Road on Tuesday, July 10th at 7.15. The mission ministry will start its regular mission meeting at 5.30 on the 10th to allow members to attend the meeting and still be able to travel to Greater New Jerusalem for the service. The Voices of Love will accompany Pastor Buckley on Tuesday night as well. Please be sure to check your bulletins. I'm sorry folks, I am getting a message from my producer. It seems there is a developing story that we need to share with you. Let's go to Shania Moore, who is on site with this breaking news. Good evening, Shannon. I am here at Cave Chapel where there are reports of a clown invasion. We are not permitted to go on the inside because of this invasion. Just minutes ago, we spotted a few clowns coming on the outside. Here are some images from some brave soul from the inside of the church. As you can see, the clowns seem to be playful and friendly. There are no displays of aggression, but they have made one demand. They are demanding that the congregation come out to the Big Top Celebration for Pastor Buckley and the First Family. It seems that the pastor is celebrating 11 years, and these clowns are determined to give the pastor and the congregation a fun night. So Kay Chapel, if you want this clown invasion to go away, show up. Friday night, under the Big Top, this is Shania Moore with your breaking news. Thank you, Shania, for that breaking news. Whether you have it, K-Chapel, looks like we all need to show up under the Big Top here at K-Chapel on Friday, July 13th at 630 to celebrate with Pastor Buckley and the First Family in this pre-anniversary event. Admission is free, and it sounds like it's going to be lots of fun, so I look forward to seeing you and the clowns on Friday night. Now, please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming events. And to share your mission news with the k Chapel family, just send an email to Announcements at Yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on k Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I'm Shannon Winston, and this has been your morning news. Have a smiley Sunday!
1: The K Chapel Youth uh, Mentoring and Education Ministry will be joining forces with Judge Tobias the Britton Porter for a back to school bash on August 4th. That's important. The mission is to supply every child's need for school supplies. This ministry has asked all circles, mission ministries, and organizations for a generous location. To find out more about this, please see Faith Martin, Jennifer Gray, and Tobias the Britton Porter in the Old Fellowship Hall. Also, the K Kay- Chapel is the featured church at Piccadilly's today if you care, if you care your program um, you'll get a discount amen also uh, building strong schools and brighter futures uh, don't forget to vote on that issue August the 7th extremely important amen I believe these are our announcements now we have a young lady that want to say something to us we're gonna let her do so and then we have a young man that's gonna <laughs> come to us in his hallway
7: good morning as you all know, oh wait, I am Adrena Crosby, your 2018-2019 Miss K Chapel. On December 3rd, 2017, I went on to compete in for the Miss Jackson District, and I did win. So, <laughs> I want to thank you for your prayers and your support as I went on to compete. And on July 18th. 2018, I will be competing for the Miss YPD. I'm asking that I'm asking for your financial support and your prayers, and I am taking donations. And I'm also thanking everyone who supported me and kept me in your prayers and your thoughts. So thank you for that. And I also want to thank Pastor Buckley and the entire K Chapel team for being here and supporting me, and thank you, That's it.
1: <laughs> We got that, at this time we, we have a young gentleman in our uh, audience here that wanna say a few words. You got three big old minutes. Mr. McCarthy, please come.
8: I really don't want to follow Edrina because she is a much better speaker than I ever will be. I'm so blessed to be here today. My name is David McCarty. I'm a candidate for the Mississippi Court of Appeals. This is the court that reviews cases from our chancery and circuit courts and decides whether to uphold or reverse verdicts. Now reviewing those cases takes intense dedication. That's why you have to have someone who has studied the law and respects the law and understands how the appeals courts and our judiciary works. I began my career as a law clerk to Judge James Graves at the Mississippi Supreme Court, who President Obama elevated five years ago to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. He taught me that the law must be applied fairly, regardless of where you're from, regardless of what church you go to, regardless of what school you went to. The law is for everybody, and it must be applied fairly. This core belief has its roots in our faith in proverbs 31 it is written speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves for the rights of all who are destitute you must speak up and judge fairly you must defend the rights of the poor and needy that is a directive that a mother was given to her son of how to lead a life as a king and that is the cornerstone of my law practice now for the better part of 15 years if you vote this November 4th for me for Court of Appeals you'll be confident you have the person with the most experience with over 70 appeals to our state and federal courts But I've also been a teacher of law I've been honored as an adjunct professor at Mississippi College School of Law and to teach at my alma mater since 2005 emphasizing to our students to have ethics not just in our courtrooms and not just with our clients but we have to carry the ethics of our profession to our homes and to our communities Experience is not enough for a judge. I want to challenge everybody in this room if somebody comes to you and asks them for your vote, you put them on the spot and say, What have you done for your community? Do you believe our courts are machines or do you believe that judges should have hearts? And the way I was raised and the way I was taught was that we have to have hearts. You have to believe, as a core belief, that all people are created equal and that the law is not for some people but for everybody. That is a cornerstone of my candidacy. That's been a cornerstone of my personal belief, and I will carry that to the Court of Appeals. My home and my law office are here in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm a proud graduate of public school, and I'm a proud graduate of Mississippi State University. If you vote for me on November 6, it's a vote to honor all people as equal, to respect the law, and apply it fairly regardless. I'm David McCarty, and I appreciate your time.
1: Ms. Simpkins.
9: Good morning, Kay Chapel. I'm coming before you this morning to uh, just give you a friendly reminder about some activities that are coming up this week. So if you have your recorders with this information on there, your cell phones, your little black books, calendars, however you record all your important events, take it out now. We're going to do a little fact-finding and fact-checking, okay? Let's check our facts. All right, the first fact is that we have a wonderful pastor that leads us in a way that is so loving, so kind, and so spiritual. Do you agree? First fact, okay. Our second fact is that we have two events that are scheduled to celebrate and appreciate him. Uh, The first one is the Buckleys under the big top and that's Friday. July the 13th at 630 everybody's got that check your calendars the second event will be the appreciation service which is Sunday July the 22nd at 11 a.m. in the sanctuary everybody's got that one good the committee also wishes to share the color for 2018 Sunday service and it will be ultraviolet now they take very great care in choosing these colors And this is what it represents. It's the shade of purple that represents originality, ingenuity, faith, patience, trust, visionary thinking that points us toward the future. Who does that sound like? Sounds like Reverend Buckley, does it not? So I think his picture probably should have been there when they picked that one out. So that's going to be the color that they will be using the third fact is that all the members and all that love him and his family have been asked to contribute toward a financial gift of fifty dollars more or less however the spirit leads you Okay, you can give by using this green envelope that's in the back of your pew if you don't have one the urshers will be glad to get one to you you can go on the K Chapel app and go to give And you mark those funds for pastor appreciation. And we also have another way that you can give, and that's by texting. So if you don't have this number in your phone, add it to your contact list, because you can give anywhere you are by using this number and texting give. And that number is 601-300-5190. So if you left your checkbook at home or you forgot about it you've got other ways that you can uh, contribute financially to this effort so if your cell phone calendars and your little black books are all in order have a great sunday
1: amen thank you for those of you who came and sharpened our mind to be on the on the lead okay this time now, we're going to recognize our visitors for the morning. Listen, if you are here for the first time or the tenth time, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, won't you please stand up? Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. Isn't that a, isn't that a blessing? We had a blessing. God bless you. We want you to remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Roger Buckley, our pastor, Emeritus Reverend Hans Buckley, and all the members of the pulpit and the entire KHM family. Just so happy that you chose to worship us today. If you're just visiting, please come in time to schedule live. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave here today, we're going to try to convince you you just found home. Visitors. I see a group over here. I don't want to just look over. So one of you want to come up and take a minute and a half to tell us who you are and and whatever else you want us to know. Come quickly.
10: Good morning, Case Chapel. We are the grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and great-great-grandchildren of Maddie and Charles Martin. We have had an excellent time this weekend. Um, we have family members that we haven't seen in 40 years, although you know I'm not too much older than that. but. <laughs>
9: I'm Dorothy I am um, I think I am the oldest uh, it might be another uh, grandchild of Charles Price and Maddie Martin and it has been a wonderful wonderful celebration and God is good thank you please keep us in your prayers and we pray for those who are
10: traveling
1: And they will be we thank God for them at this time now we're going to pause and give us all the chance to give as we have been so blessed and don't forget you can't be God-given amen so we're going to ask that you prepare to give now as again as you have been so blessed the ushers are here and I'm sure the choir will give us a message and song and if again we ask that you go ahead and give as God has been given making you able to give words from the pulpit
11: Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increases. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord and that which he hath given will he pay him again. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. May God add a blessing to the reading of his righteous and holy word.
1: Let's just choir. Music Let's solve it together. That this choir come with the final selection for the morning, after which we will be ready to receive the message for the morning. Choir. Thank you.
10: preach this morning but I stood to tell you about a man. Most of you know that in 1980 I ran for city commissioner. Most of you know I was a presidential appointee. But I stand proud of a candidate. One that I can call my big brother in Christ. One I can call my spiritual leader. One I can call a community visionary. One I can call qualified. One who has represented us well around the country. And it is less than what J.B. Harrington would tell me right now, because he said, it's a poor frog that won't croak in its own pond. I passed him. The Reverend Reginald Buckley is running for state president of our Baptist Association. Now, I'm going to let you get by with that one. I'm going to let you get by with that one. But there is some product I have on a pin, and there are some shirts in the back. And the way you are going to show support next week, two weeks from now when we have the state convention is that you are going to wear these wonderful support shirts. They're nine to $12 I understand. And of course you can always give an additional campaign contribution. I felt this morning that one of us ought to stand and say what he said at eight o'clock because I support Pastor Buckley. I support Pastor Buckley. Now, I'm gonna tell you like we used to do when the president was getting ready to walk in. If you are honored by his presence, if you are sincerely following him, and if you think that he is the person that can lead our state, I present to you the next president of the State Baptist, Reginald Buckley.
12: my god my god let the church say amen amen i'm taking you with me everywhere i go <laughs> amen god bless you god bless you thank you so much i wasn't expecting all of that but we thank god that the message got out amen and we certainly are looking forward uh, to a lively campaign and to your Uh, generous support as we go throughout the state of Mississippi, sharing our vision for what missionary Baptist uh, should be and should do as it relates to kingdom building in this world and in this nation. Amen. Amen. I certainly solicit your prayers and I I thank God for your support. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, I want to invite your attention this morning to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3 Philippians chapter 3 beginning with verse number 13 Philippians 3 beginning with verse number 13 there you will find these words recorded brethren I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded. God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless whereto we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Help me preach this this morning and tell your neighbor stay focused stay focused stay focused stay focused stay focused focused." the story is told of a lion or tiger rather that was hungry he had been laying around all of the day and time had come for this tiger to eat and so he began what tigers do, hunting. In the process of looking for food, he caught the faint scent of a moose. Moose sound like a good meal. And so the tiger went pursuing the moose. And as he was following that that faint scent, he caught another scent, the scent of a deer the deer was closer and the scent was stronger. And so he decided, well, deer isn't that much smaller than a moose. deer would be a good meal. And so he decided to take off after the deer. He got a few miles into the thick and while he was looking for that deer, the scent of a rabbit came. Strong scent of a rabbit. And he knew that that rabbit had to be much closer than that deer. And so he decided, well, rabbit is a lot smaller, but since he's that much closer, I'll go after the rabbit. And he went after that rabbit and he could see the rabbit over in the distance. He started to crouch, make his way to the rabbit. And as he was making his way to the rabbit, a mouse ran across his path. He decided that mouse is a lot smaller than that rabbit, but he's a lot closer. So he took off after the mouse. The mouse unfortunately made it to his hole before the lion could get there. And there was the lion left with nothing. Derek, he started out going for a moose. He settled for a mouse. But he ended, y'all come on and go with me here. And, and, and he ended with nothing all because of his inability to stay focused. A lot of us are like that tiger. We start out with one goal in mind, one idea, one direction, one vision. And yet along the way, somehow we get distracted. Our vision gets distorted. Our motives get mixed up. Our agenda gets readjusted. And we end up in a completely different place than we intended when we started. All because we lost focus. (laughs) Spiritually, we can lose focus. Relationally, we can lose focus. Professionally, we can lose focus. Financially, we can lose focus. We can have all kinds of goals in minds about the kind of people we want to be, the kind of life we want to live, the kind of family we want to have, the kind of marriage we want to have, the kind of Christian we want to be. But if you don't keep focus. Things can come along and cross your path and distract you and you'll go this way and the other and lose your goal. When we lose focus, we end up wasting a lot of time, wasting a lot of energy, wasting a lot of resources and losing the best of ourselves to frivolous pursuits, superfluous endeavors, fool undertakings and disastrous decisions. But when we stay focused, when we keep the main thing, the main thing, when we stay on target and on point and on purpose, we can then fulfill our potential and flourish in our possibilities. Earl Woods, Earl Woods, Earl Woods recognized early in his son's life that he had the great potential of being a great golfer. But Bill, he understood that for his son to really rise to the level of his potential, that he had to learn how not to get distracted and stay focused. And so when Tiger was a preteen on the golf course, Earl, his father would take him out and, and on Tiger's backswing, Earl would start jingling keys and And jingling coins in his pocket and and making all kind of noise on the sideline in order to make sure that that whatever was going on around him, Tiger was focused on what was in front of him. And I don't have to tell you what happened. You know what happened with Tiger. Tiger went on to win 79 PGA tournaments. He's the most celebrated golfer in all of history. And if you're watching him, some have declared that he's on his way back. All because of his focus. Richard Williams said of Serena and Venus that he knew when they were children that they would be great golf superstars, great tennis superstars. And after he had taken them as far as he could as coach, it was Rick Mackey who picked them up in his tennis academy. And of Serena, Rick says this, and I quote, he says, the one thing that people need to respect is not how big her biceps are, but how strong she is mentally. He says, I think that's the wild card that always gets lost. People see her size and her strength and her power, but it's her mental game, how she can handle things and how she competes that sets her apart, end of quote. In other words, is her ability to stay focused when she's made a bad shot. She somehow stays focused and stays composed and and doesn't lose it all on the bad shot. When her opponent makes a good shot, she doesn't lose it all, but she stays with her game plan until she wears them down. And you know how she plays. Before it gets long, she'll start war crying on the tennis court and shouting and everything else. But she stays focused. Joe Jackson, who died last week, is oftentimes ridiculed for his domineering and overbearing ways. But without question, he helped to give to the world some of the greatest musical talents through the Jackson 5 and Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, all of whom have credited him for their ability to stay focused and keep pushing until they met their goals. What is my point? All I'm saying is that if we are going to live up to and live out the wonderful plans that God has for us and if we are going to fulfill our potential, live out our purpose and reach the expected end that God has planned for us, then we must learn how to stay focused. Quit letting things distract us. Quit letting things pull us. Quit letting things take us off course and stay the course that we've been given. Stay focused. And staying focused requires that three things. Number one, that you be spiritually centered, that you be personally grounded, and that you be singularly minded. I'm going to say that again. Spiritually centered, personally grounded, and singularly minded. Let me deal for a moment with that spiritually centered part. As a Christian, how many Christians we got in here? Pile stood up. Bless your heart. Thank you, man. I'm going to say it again because uh, maybe you didn't hear me. How many Christians we got in here? Amen. How many, how many believers we had in here? How, how many folk been washed in the blood of the lamb and not ashamed of it? All right. All right. All right. So, so, so then as a Christian, as a Christian, you must be spiritually centered in your faith so that you have a singular focus what what are you saying I'm saying that you cannot have double vision when it comes to your faith I'm gonna say it again you cannot have double vision when it comes in other words you've got to know what you know what you know what you know you got to know what you believe Believe what you believe, stand on what you believe, be able to defend what you believe, and be unapologetic about what you believe. A singular focus. That does not mean that you disrespect other people, but that means that you understand who you are and you stand up for what you ah. Come on, Christians, come on. Don't be weak. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't, don't be so so politically correct that you got to try to please everybody. No, you are a Christian. That's what you said. You are a Christian. And as a Christian, you must stand on your faith and believe it. Spiritually centered means you have a single focus on matters faith, And Paul says it like this, beginning in verse 10, in that same chapter, he says, verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Paul says, as a believer and as a follower of Jesus Christ, he says, my goal in life as a follower of Christ, watch this, is to know him. That's it. My my." As a follower, as a believer, my goal is to know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, that I may know him. Paul says, I don't need to put anything else alongside of my faith. All I need to do is know him. I don't need to try to supplement my faith with anything else because guess what? My God is deep enough that it will take all of my life and then some to try to comprehend the depth of his goodness, to try to comprehend the mysteries of his greatness. It will take a lifetime and then some. And so listen, all I need to do is spend my time getting to know him, that I may know him, that I may know him. I, 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 I don't need anything else to captivate my full attention. I don't need something else to supplement for he's mysterious enough to satisfy my intrigue for when I think about the depth of love for me and his extent of grace toward me and the mercy that he has shared for me. I, like Paul, say, I, 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 I just, I just want to know him. I just want to know him. This Jesus... The, the The Son of Virgin Mary, I just want to know him. This Jesus who claimed himself to be the Son of God, this Jesus who declared, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, I want to know him. I want to know him, this, this Jesus who, who who turned religion on its head and made faith about relationship rather than religion. I want to know him and this Jesus who was powerful enough to, to speak and the wind would be still. This Jesus who was disciplined enough that he lived 33 years and never sinned. This Jesus who was compassionate enough to forgive the guilty. This Jesus who was faithful enough to give his life to redeem the souls of mankind. I want to know him. I want to know this Jesus, who was honest enough to pray to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane when he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from my lips. That Jesus, who was transparent enough to say, Lord, I don't want to die like this, but nevertheless, not what I want, but what you will. I want to know that Jesus, who was honest enough to say to God, God, if there is another way, let there be another way. But Lord, finally, not my will, but yours be done I want to know that Jesus who was dying on Calvary's cross but took time out of dying to look at John and say John when I leave take care of my mama I want to know that that Jesus that Jesus who while he died he looked at a thief next to him and said this day you will be with me in paradise I want to know that Jesus who while he was dying looked at his persecutors and said father forgive them for they don't even know what I want to know that Jesus I want to know him. And that power to love people who hate you. I want to know that Jesus and that power to pray for people who persecute you. I want to know Jesus and that power who will love those who hate you and bless those that curse you and do good to those who despitefully use you. Let me know you Jesus. And I can spend the rest of my life just getting to know him and I still won't know him completely. I want to know him. I want to discover deeper depths of trusting him, growing in him, reflecting him, and accepting the righteousness that I have through him. Because here, here's, what I, here's what I have discovered. I've discovered a lot of times when people are exploring other faiths and other belief systems and other gods and other traditions usually that emerges out of one of three things. For people I'm saying for people who, who are Christians who yet feel like they need to supplement it with something else. Usually that emerges from one of three things. Number 1, either they've been hurt by the church. Or or number 2, they have not been satisfied with the answers that the church provides. Or, number three, they have not come to terms with the idea that in Christ they are actually okay. By that third one, by that third one, in other words, in other words, they have not accepted the fact that the righteousness of Christ imputed to them is enough in other words my you don't know what i did you don't know how bad i've been you you don't know how i used to live and and you mean to tell me that somehow god is willing to forgive me all of that and and just because i believe suddenly i'm okay and on my way to heaven A lot of people cannot reconcile a God who loves them that much and a God who, whose blood is strong enough. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow, no other But Paul got it right. He said, all I need as a believer is to know him and to know him better. To know him more completely. To know him and be centered in him spiritually. And as a believer, as a follower of Christ, you must, we must press into him daily. Go deeper into our prayer lives daily. Go deeper into our pursuit of him daily. Because no matter how well you know him there's still more to discover. Still more to discover. So that's number one. Being spiritually centered in your faith. You're going to stay focused. You got to know what you believe and stay the course. Quit getting off track by other stuff coming in front of you. There's going to always be other things that people present. But when you know the truth, you ought to stick with what you know. Do I have a witness here? I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad when, when they used to saying, give me that old time religion. It was good enough for mama. It was good enough for daddy. And it's good enough for, I wish I had a witness in here. Secondly, secondly, if you're going to stay focused, it means not only being spiritually centered but it means being personally grounded personally grounded in other words you not only need to know who he is but you need to know who you are Mm. say that again You, you not need to only spend time getting to know him better but you need to spend some time getting to know you better Yeah, yeah, I need to know him, but I also need to be familiar with me. I need to know who I am and, and and who I am becoming and where I am in the process. I'm gonna say that again. I need to know who I am, who I am becoming, and where I am in the process. Who am I? Who am I becoming? Where have I been in this journey? Where am I going? That's why I like what Paul says in the next part of this text. Verse 13, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul says this. He says, listen. I've got to, if I'm going to be a good preacher, this is Paul talking, if I'm going to be the apostle that Jesus has called me to be, then I can't not go into this part of my life carrying baggage from the past. I'm trying to help somebody in here. I, I, I cannot become a minister of the gospel. I cannot preach and souls be saved if i'm carrying on my back all of the guilt that should have disqualified me from ever doing it in the first place i, I must not be talking to any guilty folk anybody in here ever done anything anybody ever any done anything that you're not proud of anything that you wish you could redo anything, that you wish you could take back. There uh, ought to be a few more folk than two or three in here. Yeah, and, and what Paul says is, yeah, I know there are some things that, that I've done that I'm not proud of. Th- there are some things that, that, that I wish had gone a different way. But watch this. One thing I do, and it takes y'all, one thing I've learned how to do is to forget what's behind me, because I cannot move forward looking backwards. Wish I had a witness in here. I cannot be who God is calling me to be. If all I'm doing is looking at where I messed up and and how I messed up and and what this ought to mean for me and my future. No, if God says he's got a plan for me, then guess what? I'm going to push into God's plan. What do you mean? That means, watch this, that means that I learn from the past. That I repent from the past. That I pray that I never go back to the past. And watch this, and then I keep it moving. Y'all ain't going to talk, I keep it moving. That means, that means, watch this, that means when other folk try to remind you of when you messed up, I keep it moving when folk bring up my mistakes I keep it moving when folk talk about who I used to be I keep it moving when folk remind me of the headlines of my life that I'm not proud of I keep it moving keep it moving keep it moving if you want to live in my past go right ahead but I left that a long time ago I don't live there anymore I keep it moving forget those things that are behind. Paul said there's a lot of things that I still don't know how to do but this one thing I say stay focused this one thing I've learned how to do this is to forget what everybody else trying to remember. That's one thing I know how to do. I I put it out of my mind a long time ago and, and you can live in the past but I'm walking in my future forgetting those things. That are behind. And that helps me to stay personally grounded. Personally grounded. Personally grounded. Personally grounded means, means that I've come to the place, watch this, where I forget two things. Number one, you need to learn how to forget your successes. I know you weren't expecting that. Yeah, I'm going to say it again because you thought I misspoke. I'm going to say it again. Forget your successes. Yeah, you say, Reverend, why why would I forget my successes? Those those are my victories. I want to remember my victories. I want to remember how I won. I want to remember all of that. Yeah, I know that's good, and it's good to recollect every now and then, but you can't live in past victories because you got a challenge in front of you right now. And if you're trying to live today's challenge on yesterday's victory, y'all ain't talking to me. you you, listen listen you may have won yesterday but guess what you got a new enemy today you got a new challenger today you got somebody else today who's coming to get you and listen you cannot rely on what you did yesterday to get you out of today but i got news for you i got a god i got a god i got a god who said i'll never leave you and never forsake you and if he did it before i know he will do it again Ah. What are you saying? I, it's in the text, y'all. Paul, Paul says, "Yeah, I could, I could take confidence in the flesh." Verse four: Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, he says, "I more." circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin a Her- and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church touching the righteousness which is the law blame this Paul says I had the right pedigree I came from the right stock I had the right family name I had everything going for me that I could have relied on watch this don't rest on your laurels you you, you you cannot move forward resting on your awards, past successes, because guess what? Somebody didn't like you winning then, and they intend to make sure you don't win this next, I can't get no help in here. And you can go into it if you want to thinking just because you won before. But I got news for you. They're going to redouble. They're going to double up. They're they in the gym right now working out. And they got a picture of you right in front of you. And they keep on on the treadmill saying, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after That's all right. You got me last time. But I'm coming for you. You got a target on your back. your successes and plan for the next win but then secondly you got to forget your failures you got to forget your failures paul paul did not spend time regretting sin but rather repenting sin He did not lose ground wallowing in the past, but rather walking in his future. He he did not waste energy recounting his mistakes, but rather reaching for new markers of progress, forgetting those things that are behind. Paul says, I'm reaching out for what's in front of me, things that I can clearly see. Forgetting what's behind. I'm moving to the next chapter. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Personally. Personally. There's some things you need to leave behind. There's some hurts you need to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, there's some hurts you need to let go of. There, there, there's some mistakes you need to reconcile. There's, there's some things that you have done and things that have been done to you. That have kept you from moving to the next chapter of your life. I don't know who you are, where you are, but God knows that it's time for you to forget what's behind you so that you can press for the prize in front of you. The devil wants to keep you from that prize and he's doing everything that he can to make you go watch this. Every time you see that face, it go back in your mind and you remember. And you replay it and you feel it all over again and you smell it all over again. And, and, and you think about it all and, and, and it's just as fresh today as it was two, 10, 15 years ago. It's time for you to forget it. Forget what's behind you so you can press with what's in front of you. Thirdly, and I'm finished. Lastly, if you're going to stay focused, then you must be single Minded, you must be single minded. Verse 15 Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we are already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. I start, I end where I started can't be wishy washy in your face. You can't be trying to mix up different ingredients to try to make some sort of spiritual gumbo. <laughs> come on, come on. Donna Sims. <laughs> That's the gumbo winner for y'all who didn't know. This. <laughs> but you cannot, you cannot mix all of these different things up to try to make something that fits you. Nah. That's, that's first of all that's selfish. Watch this. To think that everything's supposed to fit you. To try to think that that truth is supposed to be tailor-made for you. Who are you that everything got to fit you just right? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. No, it ain't supposed to fit you. You supposed to fit it. You're su- it's not supposed to change. You're supposed to change. Your ways are supposed to change. Your thoughts are supposed to change. I lost somebody. But here it is, here it is, finally, here it is. Two verses, I'm through. Matthew 6 and 22 says, It's the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Having a single eye means having an eye that is focused, an eye that is clear, an eye that is not blurred with a lot of different things, but an eye that has good focus. To be sure, hear me now, hear me, hear me well, particularly my young people in here. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you not to be inquisitive. I'm not telling you not to read and and discover and know what's out there. I'm not telling you to to close your mind and be closed-minded on on other cultures and and other ideas. No, 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 I'm not telling you that at all. Read that. Know what they believe, but know what you believe. Understand how they operate. But understand how you operate and how God's word operates in your life. Do I have a witness here? Because at the end of the day, if you're going to stay focused in life, you need at some point To land the flight of inquiry on something that is solid and substantial what are you saying preacher i'm saying you can't spend the rest of your life flying around in circles learning a little bit of this and learning a little bit of that and picking up something over here and picking up something over there but at some point you got to land that plane on something you can stand on something you can live on and something you can die on 2 Timothy 3 and 7 says, ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of truth. That's what some people are, ever learning, always discovering something new, always reading something new, always coming up with some new ideas, some new philosophy, some new theory, some new system, some new belief, some new faith, and never coming to the knowledge of truth. You know what everybody believes except for you. You know how everybody else's system works except for yours. But Paul challenges us today who seek truth, we who desire to deepen our faith and grow spiritually and develop personally by presenting to us this idea of staying focused. I'm through. I'm done. For those of you who don't know, when I close that, that really means I'm done. Everything else comes from up above in the moment. But I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, and I'm through. Someone, someone here is like that tiger. I'm not talking about woods now, I'm talking about the one I started with. The one who started by chasing the moose but ended up running after the mouse and in the end had nothing and was still hungry somebody here you, you had a goal in mind and, and along the way life being life distracted you something hit you and, and knocked the wind out and you tried to figure out Lord I love you but why am I hurting like this I'm, I'm, I serve you, but, but, but Lord, I'm not supposed to be feeling like this. And that distracted you, and, and it caused you to pull away from what you were pursuing. The relationship you were pursuing, it, it didn't seem as real then, and, and that, that hurt distracted you. Some, someone else, I don't know who it is, but, but someone else, people hurt you, disappointed you people who said they were going to be there for you and they were going to do this they made all kinds of promises and and you believed them when they said what they said they disappointed you and somehow that distracted you from watch this from being all you're supposed to be from doing all you're supposed to do and you pulled away Somebody even pulled out. I don't know who you are, where you are, who this is for. But the Lord telling you this morning, stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused on what's in front of you. Stay focused on the prize before you. Stay focused on the promises that he made to you. Stay focused on what you have yet to accomplish. That's God's word for somebody this morning. Quit running after, I was going to say mouses, but I guess it's mice. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Quit running after things that are leading you astray. get back on the right path. Now listen, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you right now. But I need you to pray in your heart and God would bring you back to where you should be, where you need to be, where you ought to be. I'm going to pray that God would open your eyes and give you single vision. You would focus on the prize in front of you and quit being distracted by all of the distractions around you. Get back to what's important. Back to what you know is right. Back to what you know is true. And come on home. Come home in your relationship. Come home in your personal faith. Come to where you're supposed to be. God is speaking to you now. Let us pray. Every heart open, every head bowed. Father God, in the name of Jesus right now. I thank you, Lord, that you are the God who knows us personally. You know us individually. You know us by name. And because you know us like that, that intimately, God, you know what's going on in our lives. You know what's going on in our hearts, in our minds. You know what's happening with us professionally, relationally, and spiritually. God, right now, I pray for my brother and my sister who has been distracted by life. I pray for my brother and sister who started out one way and knowing that that was your plan for them but along the way life happened and somehow they found themselves off course. God I pray for my brother and my sister that they would now in this moment recognize that they are not here by chance and this message was not preached by chance. But, oh, God, you are calling them now to get refocused, to come back to what's right, to turn back to what's true, to get on board again and do the right thing. Now, God, give strength where strength is needed. Restore hope where hope has been broken. Mend hearts where they have been shattered put it all together again I know you can but it all begins with us daring to give ourselves giving you that kind of access that kind of free will and so Lord right now we give ourselves to you we give ourselves to you who we are who we're not what we're becoming we're giving it over to you God Now if you're here this morning if you're here this morning and I'm going to extend two invitations. The first one is for someone who does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this Jesus who opened blinded eyes, this Jesus who was born of a Virgin Mary, this Jesus who gave his life so that we might live. The first invitation is for you to come that we might lead you to the a moment of relationship with this Jesus and in relationship with him you will have a relationship with God the doors of the church are open you can come now these ministers are here these deacons are here we will lead you to a moment of faith if you're here this morning and you want this faith this Christ to be your Lord and your God won't you come I give I give myself away, give myself away. Hallelujah give myself away i give, give wherever you are whoever you are come now don't be embarrassed don't worry about what somebody's going to think about you this is your moment this is your decision i give i've been trying to do it on my own i've been trying to make sense of life by myself and everything i've come up against it doesn't it doesn't really jail so god i'm giving myself to you so you can use me so you can use me Can you say that again? I give, I give. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Right now, right now. I'm not going to take another moment. Give myself. This is the time. This is the day. This is the hour I give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Give myself to you. Bless you. So you can use it. So you can use it. Now listen, now listen. I said there were two invitations. Here's the second one. Second invitation is for someone who already knows Christ. You've already given your life to him. You've already said yes to him. But perhaps you've been out of fellowship with him. Perhaps you've not been as close to him as you need to be. And you recognize that there's been distance in your relationship. Something came and distracted you from pressing into him and and claiming the prize that he has for you. I want to invite you to come now. For this is a moment of restoration. This is a moment of restored fellowship and saying, Lord, I... I want to come back home. I want to get right with you. I want to get on the right track again. God, I I want to have a single focus. I want to stay focused on you. And Lord, right now, this morning, I'm giving myself to you again by recommitting my life. If you're here this morning, the invitation is extended to you. You come. You come. You come. Sing it again. I give. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I give myself.
11: comes with a testimony. How
4: y'all doing today? Y'all just excuse Ooh. me, uh I've been running from God for a long time, but I can't run no more. <laughs> I've been running from God for a long time, but I can't run no more. Ever since I was born into the world, the devil's been trying to kill me. But I've been running. I knew that deep down on the inside that God wanted to use me as a vessel. I knew that God wanted me to deliver the word to the people. But I was running. And as a young man, I had so many dreams and so many expectations because I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to represent people. I wanted to help my people. (laughs) But I was running. And I knew I had a calling on my life. I knew I had a calling on my life. And so, at the age of 21, in Starkville, Mississippi, I... I was getting ready to take my first semester at Mississippi State University to pursue law, and I had an encounter. I was distracted by the enemy, and two officers approached me, and they was, they was looking for a black male suspect, and I tried to plead my way out of the situation, and I couldn't plead my situation <laughs> They didn't want to hear what I had to say, but I I still try to plead my situation to them. And and, and I'm trying to explain to them that that I don't fit the description. I don't fit the description of the the individual you're looking for. But they still didn't want to hear what I had to say. and, And they said they're going to arrest me for disorderly conduct. And they attempted to arrest me, and they put their hands on me, and, and I resisted. And when one of the officers struck me, I struck them back. They charged me with two counts of simple assault on law enforcement. And they gave me 14 years in prison. <laughs> but God...
12: I know. I got
4: it. One more you. minute. I got here it. Right here here but
3: God, but God. But God. Right.
4: I, each and every day while I was incarcerated, I had to call on God. That's right. Every day inside of prison, I had to pray. I had to call on God. Yes,
12: sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir
4: and ask for deliverance, I had to ask, ask God to just... I had to question God. Why did you allow this situation to, to happen in my life? And the Spirit told me that it was for a reason. It was for a reason. God said, I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you for something greater than yourself. Right. And, 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 and I, I want to acknowledge and glorify God. Yes, yes. And... I was released from incarceration after serving my time, and 30 days from my release, I got in college and got a scholarship. Now I've been pursuing law for two years now. Spirit then told me that he's gonna open up the doors to the Mississippi College of Law. Everything that was taken away from me is gonna be restored a hundredfold.
11: He's also coming for prayer. Both are coming for prayer. So I'm going to ask Reverend Wright if he would administer this prayer.
5: Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we come into you this afternoon as humble as we know how. But we come boldly to the throne. For we know that you told us that there is no problem too small or too great that you cannot handle. Father, two of your servants have come here this morning, this afternoon. Father, we don't know all of the things that they are dealing with, but you know. And right now, Father, we're asking that you will deal with each and every situation. Father, intervene. Let the devil know that he has not accomplished anything that you are still in charge. Father, keep them focused. Father, give them strength to not be distracted by the things that the devil is trying to do. For we know that the more we try to get close to you, the more he tries to pull us away. So right now, Lord. We ask that you will surround them with people that will give them strength. People that will give them a determination to keep on keeping on. And that if they just give it all to you, that you will take care of the situation. Lord, bless them now. Strengthen them now. Build them up where they are torn down. And prop them on every leaning side. So that they would know that it was you, Lord. And we will forever give you all of the glory and all of the praise. And we give it and submit both of them to you now. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
12: Say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Is this a family reunion over here? Is that what it is? Amen. God bless you. The Martin, Martin family. God bless you. Won't y'all stand? Let's see this, this great family here. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Good to have you all with us. Thank you for worshiping with us. Amen. God bless you. I, I saw all of them, but I, I knew Brinkley was here, too, so I thought that was part of Is the Brinkley group here? Where's the Brinkley group? So they, they interspersed in that, too? All right. He pointed out Fred Gross. He said, <laughs> amen. God bless you. Good to have all of you all with us this morning. God bless you. Lynn. Lynn's back in service. God bless you. Good to have you back with us. I know God is a healer. Amen. We're continuing to pray for you. All hearts and minds are clear. We're standing for the benediction.